Oh, it's Pete Moylan. Hi, Pete. Hi, Rosie. How you doing, man? You know what? I'm so good. Braves win last night. It's a beautiful day here in Atlanta. This is what they call nature. I don't know if you guys get this in Southern California, but these are called trees and nature. No, we've pretty much just uh, driven right over those so that we can construct more buildings good. out here. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. God, it's so weird. I thought that was a green screen. I didn't know what it was. And it's quiet, too. You hear that or you don't hear that? No, there's just constant noise ringing in my head out here. <laughs> might, be the really of, might be the years of earpieces, though, too. Yes. All right, so let's get to it on this let's. Sunday show. First of all, thank you very much for joining me. I Anytime, dude. You know that. You know him from John Boy Media's Farm to Fame with our girl, Kelsey Wingert. So make sure you check that out on our great podcast lists out here at John Boy Media. But let's get it going. This is a Sunday edition of Baseball Today, presented by our good friends over at Dugout Mugs. And let's start with the two series that are going to be back in action after a travel day. Rays, Red Sox, tied at a game apiece. Series now moves to Fenway. It's Rasmussen yep. taking on Nate Avaldi. Mm -hmm. Who do you give the edge to today and why? Today, it's got to be the Red Sox, honestly, because of Nate Eovaldi. That's the only reason. I think he's just – what I've seen him do in playoffs last two times he's been there has been pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. um, Rasmussen was a reliever for most of the years, made a few starts in the second half of the season. It's been going four or five most of the time, um, but then it's going to be their bullpen game. And the worry has been the amount of innings that their bullpen's thrown throughout the year and whether that's going to have an effect in the bullpen. Um, I think that playoffs is a different beast and that the adrenaline will, will, will cover any kind of tiredness, so I don't play that. But I do think that the edge goes to the Red Sox today, but the, the Rays will still win the series. Wow. So you think they win games four and five? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think the easy answer is because of Evaldi and what he has done. And, well, thank you uh, for calling me out for taking the easy answer. No, no, no. I'm just saying that, <laughs> you know, because, because people – I'm not blaming you, but I am okay. blaming you. So a lot of people see what he did against the Yankees on Tuesday, and we remember what he did during their 2018 World Series championship run, and you, could, you can easily point to that and say great. he's been great. The thing I look at is, how has he done against the team he's pitching against today? He's done great. Okay. Four starts this year, 2-1, and one, an ERA under 2-4, and the Rays are hitting a buck 60 against him. Yes. So that's alarming if I'm a Tampa Bay Ray fan. In the meantime, though, don't count out Rasmussen. He actually made his transition from the bullpen to the starting rotation in Fenway. And ever since then, eight starts, 1.46 ERA. Wow. If they get five innings out of him... That's I'm a bonus. Great. Yeah. If they get three and a third up there, which could easily happen with the way the Red Sox are swinging the bat and that ballpark, they're in trouble. So, so here's my question. Five. Do you think we could possibly see a, a position player pitching in the postseason if it gets out of hand? For the race. Well, remember, they left Brett Phillips off the roster. So that's, that's kind of their guy. I don't think you want to be screwing with Francisco Mejia, who we did see out on the mound this year. He's your only other catcher on the roster. It's a great thought, though, because if things do get out of hand, and we've seen it up there in, in you know, playoffs past at Fenway where the, yeah. you know, one one team or another will put up a ridiculous number. Yeah. I just I'm don't. Just, it just can't do it in playoffs, though, right? But I just think that I'm, I, I'm scared they might run out of arms. You know, you saw Matt Whistler come in the other day. I don't think that's a, that's a guy that they're going to want to rely on. But, you know, it's it's this is the thing with playoffs is that those deep bullpens that they've had all year, they get tested now. They get tested, they and it's – it's it's a different beast. Well, particularly by a lineup like Boston, which grinds it's, out at bats. I didn't give him enough credit. I, I, I this is going to be a not enough credit 
session because I have given a couple of teams not enough credit. But the, the Boston offense is something that's – once they get clicking, it's pretty scary. Yep, I got it. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, Houston has a chance to sweep the series. The only team in this, in this divisional round in either league that could sweep it. Uh, give me a percentage chance that Chicago staves off elimination and there is a game four on the south side on Monday. I like the fact that they've gone with Dylan Cease instead of the original plan of Rodon. And I don't understand why they haven't got a, found a way to get Kopech into a game if they weren't going to use... Like, he's been one of the best relievers and he's nasty. But their whole bullpen's nasty. So, I do like the fact that they've gone with Cease. I just think Houston's offense is so good. And I think if they don't get off to a good start and all of a sudden Houston scores two runs in the first couple of innings, I think it's going to be really tough. The only question I have is Houston's bullpen, but again, it's, it's, it's they've managed to do it for the first two games. Um, and that offense, I, I just I don't, don't think... The, the White Sox bullpen is so good, but you've got to be able to get to them. And, and Kimball came in the other day, wasn't that good? Hendricks, it's just... They're good. Houston's good. We've got to give them credit. Eventually... The Yankees fans and the whole of Major League Baseball just have accept the fact that they are a really good baseball team despite what happened in 2017. Yep, they're great. And we talked about that, uh, you know, within the last few days here on Baseball Today. We've done right. it on Talking Baseball. You know, people don't want to give them credit. I mean, I understand why people are still upset. Yeah. But you have to see what's right in front of your face. This is a damn good baseball team. And if you were to do power rankings right now, one through eight out of the teams that are left, they are far and away number one. Uh, there's no question about it. But – once again, the question was, what percentage chance do you give them of I'm giving them a, I'm giving them a 70% chance of getting swept. <laughs> oh, so a 30% chance of forcing. <laughs> Don't make me do math this early in the morning. I'm Remember, sorry. You're right. You're it's right. still very early where I am. Um, I think Houston takes it today. Okay. That's yeah. fair. I am giving the, the White Sox a 50% chance Yo, of forcing. I, I am. Way to go out on a limb. The two key guys they have got to focus on are the two guys at the top of their lineup, Altuve and Brantley. Altuve has an 11-game postseason hitting streak where he's hitting close to 500 during that span with like five homers. Michael Brantley has a 13-game playoff hitting streak, hitting 352, always grinds out a great at bat and puts the ball in play. If you take their numbers, their uniform numbers, and add them together, Altuve 27, Brantley 23, that gets to 50. So if we can deal with those guys, the other 50% is taken care of, and I believe in Dylan Cease, who this year finished third in the American League in strikeouts, even though the Astros are not a big strikeout team. You don't like my math? I love it, but I just want to get back to some serious stuff real quick. The difference and the reason why I love the Astros is because they're not the Yankees. The Yankees were Stanton and Judge, and that was it. These guys are not that. You talk about Altuve and Brantley, but there's other guys in that lineup. Bregman, oh, God, yeah. Correa. Like, it's just nonstop. It's relentless, and I think that's the difference. Hey, Carlos Correa next year is going to be hitting third or fourth for some other team. He's hitting sixth in this team, and Tucker, who's got over 900 OPS, is hitting seventh. I know. That's all you need yeah. to know with that. Exactly. All right. Uh, once again, Pete Moylan, you're a Hi. former major leaguer. Do you like free shit? You like free stuff, mm. don't you? I take all the free shit I can get. Excellent. Well, our friends at Dugout Mugs want to give free stuff mm. away. It's very simple. Uh, they're giving away free products all playoffs long. All you have to do is film yourself doing this. Get one of the Dugout Mugs, fill it up, down it, take a picture of it or a video it, and hashtag them and tag them in the social media post, Dugout Mugs, and you can enter a contest to win more free stuff. Mm. Okay? Now, if you might say, well, hold on. I don't have any Dugout Mugs stuff. So. 
that's where everybody comes in handy. Okay? Uh -huh. Yes, they're giving away two great discounts to buy something new. Dugout Mugs is giving you 30% all of their best products, including their brand new metal dugout mugs with the code word today. So you go to dugoutmugs.com, use the code word today, enter it in, you'll get 30% off. They're also the knob shots. I love the knob shot right here. You get one of these, you can get that for free too. The only thing is you got to pay $8.95 shipping and handling. That's not $895. That's $8.95 shipping and handling. They'll take Worth care it. of the rest, okay? The cool things about these dugout mugs, I know you've got a bunch. You know, they got the regular one. they got the wine. They've got the bottle opener. They've got the knob shot. They're all made out of the baseball bat wood. And so your friends are going to be jealous of you. And then you just say, I go to dugout mugs, use the code word today, and I got 30% off. And you can get all this cool stuff engraved here. Right. I like to I like to pretend with the wine glasses that I'm in Game of Thrones and walking around with a chalice and just ordering people to do things. Now, when you do that and you're walking around with your dugout mug, does music play in the background like that? I'm in here. I won't sing anymore. <laughs> so once again, it's dugoutmugs.com. Use the code word today. Get 30% off. Then Look who just joined, by the way. Trevor Plouffe. Is he in here? Trevor Plouffe just joined. He, I, can I tell you a little secret? Yeah. He texted me last night. He goes, I can do it now. I was like, but I already asked Moylan. I can't disinvite him to the party. He's worried about job security. I can understand that, Trev. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I don't have your smolder, Trev. You're fine, buddy. You are fine. You just stand. I got the glasses. There's a reflection. Teeth fake. Clearly not mine. You're fine. Don't worry. Plouffe will be back on Monday when we might be wrapping up the Astros White Sox series, which has a 70% chance of ending, according to Pete Moylan. Correct. And according to my... Fucked up math, it's only 50%. Correct. All right, let's move on to the NL series, which have a travel day today, even though they're both very short flights. Yeah. Uh, Dodgers-Giants tied at one. Last night, L.A. put a whooping on them, uh, particularly in the bullpen. Yes. Uh, was the explosion at the bottom of the Dodgers lineup, in your opinion, the biggest story to come out of game two? I think Bellinger's hit was the biggest story to come out of game two, honestly. Wow. Uh, because he looked awful. He's looked terrible for the most of the the season, battled injuries. But if he can get confident, he wasn't even someone that I looked to to even make an impact. I thought he was just going to be a name, play great defense, not do anything with the bat. But the fact that he was able to, to get a bases clearing, well, a two RBI double left center last night, that's huge for me. But that Taylor hit a walk off in the in the in the uh, in the wild card. So it's not like the bottom mm -hmm. of the order hasn't done anything. Um, that's just a scary, scary lineup too. And, and when you get here, I didn't give enough credit to, this is what I was going to say. I didn't get enough credit to the Giants all year long and nobody did, right? But right. we are seeing exactly what happens when you have an 107-win team play an 106-win team. They're both really fucking good. Yeah. And, and it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be up and down the whole time. I, I don't see anybody running away with it. That's for sure. Well, so the thing about Bellinger, I think at the beginning of the game last night, he was two for 52 on the season against the Giants. Golly. Two for 52? I didn't even know that. Oh, it's just, it's, it's a horrible thought. Yeah. And I think I, I tweeted out something about Bellinger asking on Twitter. I said, I'm not here to pile on, but how much money do you think he has cost himself right. over the last two years with his performance? I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be nine figures. Well, he's also – he could also – what if he does what Carlos Beltran did in the playoffs and, and all of a sudden has Carlos Beltran got a contract based off what he did in one playoff series? But if you can turn yes, it around, you can Beltran show – was not can, trending down. 
No, but that but he was an MVP two years ago. Come on, Rosie. He don't just lose that. He's got he had a rib injury. You try and swing with that violent swing with a rib injury. There's got to be reasons for why he's just fallen off the bat, and it's not. It's if he can come put it together a month of postseason baseball. That's the Dodgers. They're probably going to be there for a month. If he can put a month to, together of quality at bats and show that he's back to where he was, I think he didn't cost himself a thing. The uh, the tremendous Hall of Famer writer. Jason Starch had an incredible tweet last night after Bellinger's uh, two-run double. Oh, yeah. That was his first multi-RBI double since before he won his MVP. Yeah. He had two, like, one-RBI doubles this year. I don't think he had any last year. And then he hadn't had it since August of 2019, which I was like, how does that happen? But with all that being said, in the bottom of their order of – uh, Taylor, Bellinger, Pollock did go five for 11 last night. Right. I don't want to move on without talking about Julio Urias. Not only his five innings pitched where he was great and gave up only one run and three hits, but the fact that he got them on the board first, he knocked in the Dodgers' first run of that yeah. series. You know, and yep. he's a guy, he's got 10 RBIs this year. Yeah. It's not an easy, it's not an easy at bat for a pitcher like Gossman against him. He can't just say, okay, whatever. But uh, I thought what he did on the mound, to take care of business out there, and yeah. most importantly, to get the Dodgers on the board was enormous. Most people don't know this, but I'm a former Dodgers legend. I played with the Dodgers in 2013 for True. approximately 12 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, not my best year, but uh, he he was. I think he signed in 14 because I can remember hearing about this 16 year old kid that they'd signed that was going to mm-hmm. be the next the next Fernando Venezuela, basically. And mm-hmm. he has done nothing but shown that. The, the performance in the World Series last year. And again, he just keeps... They, they lose Kershaw and you're thinking, oh, maybe there's some tink in the armor. And then you throw Urias out there. It's like, never mind. They're back to exactly who they are. Yeah, no, really, really good. All right, uh, now let's move on to the Braves Brewers, which once again has a travel day. And <laughs> hasn't been a lot of offense. Some great starting pitching between Oof. both teams. Morton, Freed, Burns, Woodruff, all of them have been sensational. Yeah. What is the biggest storyline for you as we move forward to Atlanta? It's going to be. It's going to continue to be starting pitching, unfortunately, unless the Braves' offense can turn turn it on. Uh, Peralta's been arguably just as good as the other two for the last six weeks of the season, eight weeks of the season. So it's not going to get any easier. Um, the stuff isn't there. It's different kinds of stuff. I think the advantage was with the Braves, with with Burns and Woodruff. You're seeing similar guys back to back. I know mm-hmm. they're different pitchers, but it's a similar style of pitching. You go to Peralta, and he's got that lower arm slot where it's more of an upshoot, that higher fastball, good breaking ball. I think, honestly, it's going to be the starting pitching. We've got Ian Anderson. We've got uh, – and then we've got a question in game four. We don't know where we're going to go with in game four. We're going to go, we're going to go somewhere other than – I think it's going to be Enoa for an open. Uh, but Enoa mm-hmm. was warming up in the bullpen last night too. So, and Peralta was warming up in game one. So yeah. this is – we've got three starters locked in. But game four and five could get messy. Um, but I just think that – I think it's, we're coming home now and the, the, the home field advantage has, has, has flipped – you take one on the road, and you all of a sudden you you got home field advantage. You take these next two, and it's over. And well, for me, the biggest storyline is: is anybody going to get a clutch two out hit in this series? I know anybody. Now, I, I want to give a tremendous amount of credit to the pitching, but I think the team that is able to t- exhale after somebody gets a huge clutch hit, right? Rowdy Telez's two run shot, I think, was with nobody out. Yeah, off of Morton, yeah. Freddie Freeman, I think, got his knock yesterday with one out. Yeah. Austin Riley was a solo shot. Yeah. So where 
where's the clutch hit coming from? At some point in a big series, and I do think this is going back to Milwaukee for game five, okay. somebody is going to have to do it. And it's the one thing I worried about, not so much with the Braves offense, because I think they're much more dependable and much deeper than Milwaukee's lineup. Where's it coming from in, out of Milwaukee's lineup? They've yeah, got that's a lot it. of swing and miss in that lineup and not enough productivity. That's where I see it, and that's where I see our advantage because our lineup is so deep. And we've battled so much shit this year, Rosie. Like, it's – every time – like, the first inning of yesterday's game was a typical Braves inning, right? We get first and third, none out. We mm -hmm. swing at a bad pitch. We hit a rollover. Rowdy Teleza, there's not – I love Rowdy, but he's not exactly yeah, the most fleet one. of – Yeah, game one. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's not the most fleet of foot fielder, and he throws us out at home, and we don't score with runners on first and third, none out. As a Braves fan, you're looking at that and you think, okay, here we go. Here we go again, right? But for them to be able to turn it around and come back and win today, that proves that this is not the same team that they've been in the past. And they're a deeper lineup. They've been through too much shit to just, just let down and just fall away. So I do think that they're going to take the next two games. And I do think that, that we don't go back to Milwaukee. Wow. Okay. I, I do. I think, this, I think the teams are that close to the point where I think it goes back to Milwaukee. I'm rooting for five-game series in both of the National League series. <laughs> sure you I want to see it happen. And now let's move on to our last question. Uh, internet went crazy last night because was Tom Cruise actually there? In the crowd, they showed him up on the board. I was like, I think it's Tom Cruise. I'm not so sure it's Tom Cruise. I did a little investigative reporting. I, found, I, I got a hold of, of Amy Tom G from oh. the Giants. And yes. I said, was that really him? And she's like, yeah, doesn't quite look the same, but it, it was him. I was like, okay. Anyway... With all that being said, what is the most interesting sports interaction you've ever had with somebody famous outside of the sporting world? Uh, I actually have had multiple run-ins and multiple conversations with Eric Stone Street. Uh, Good yeah, one. Yes. Um, we met From while I was Royals in LA. Uh, and and then we, when I went to the Royals, we actually connected because they, yep. do, uh, they do a charity out there. Uh, every year in Kansas City and I got to go on stage and meet them all and, and they are just regular human beings just like we all are and wonderful people. He's a wonderful human. But yeah. it, I still get starstruck. Jason Bateman was at a game. We were in the playoff game in LA and he knew my name. That was the freakiest part for me. I turned around. I saw that it was Jason Bateman. I kind of oh. shit myself a little bit. Like I was like, holy shit, that's Jason Bateman. And I turned around and he said, hey, Pete. And I was like... <laughs> 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 and that was it. That was my that was my, my my night made. So he knew who I was. Move on. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like cool. that. Yeah, and as far as Stone Street, it comes from that whole group of the Kansas City connection. Exactly. Uh, I forget. I think Sudeikis might be a Correct. part of that. Yep. I think I think Keckner is. I think Paul Rudd is. Yes. But but now Stone Street is actually a part owner, a minority owner of the Kansas City Royals. He's such wow. a big fan. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He's there. Him and his sister go to go to a, a lot of games, and he's always sitting up in the in the boxes. He loves Kansas City sports. Loves his sports. There's no yeah. question about that. For me, it's when I was working back on Best Damn, and uh, the group Poison was doing some sort of. Remember the game Guitar Hero? Oh my yes. So they were doing a big release with them at, at a Best Buy, and we got invited to the exclusive party. And Michelle, my wife, is a huge Poison fan, Brett Michaels, back in the day. Yeah. So we end up getting VIP tickets. We're right in the front part of the stage. She was singing in the microphone. She's got a little saucy at this point. We're walking away, and she goes, is there any way we can meet him? She goes, I don't, I don't you know, I don't ever ask for anything. And I was like, how am I going to do this? So we walk downstairs. We see, like, the trailer in the area of 
we're put, and I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. We walk in there. Nobody bothers us. 60 seconds later, Brett Michaels walks out of the trailer. And she's like, there he is. I was like, oh, God. So I walk over. There's a whole group of people swinging on him. Like the Red Sea parts. I go, hey, Brett, I'm Chris Rose. He goes, I know who you are. I'm a big fan. So I grabbed my wife. I was like, this is my wife, Michelle. Say hi. <laughs> so they took a great picture. Oddly enough, we have become friends over the years. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it's, it's real. It's hilarious. It's a great story. Yep. Does your wife still get giddy around him when you guys interact or is that gone now? I think she still does. Good. You know? <laughs> Listen, he's a rock star. Yeah, I know. So are you, yeah. Rosie. Come on, dude. No, definitely not. Uh, close. Definitely not. You're Although my rock did, star. I showed the picture. I did go dressed as him um, like the next year on Best Damn for Halloween. They did it up. It's great. I'm sure they'll put it on the feed here. It's I can't wait to really see. funny. So it's always good stuff. All right, listen, dude, uh, what do you have coming up on John Boy? Anything interesting? We are filming on Monday. We are going to do our uh, Find a Fame on Monday. Find a Fame every Monday. comes out Wednesdays. Um, and then, yeah, I can't wait, man. And then we're going to do some playoff stuff once the Braves are finished. I'm hoping they go to the World Series. Uh, Jimmy's hoping that they lose this round so I can come to New York. But we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I wish you luck. Yeah, Thanks, uh, Rose Rotation is off until we do previews of the ALCS and the NLCS. So we're going to do that later in the week. It just yeah. all is dependent on when um, when the series get wrapped. So our normal Monday-Thursday release is getting pushed around a little bit during the playoffs. I hope everybody understands. But we will continue to do baseball today. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Ploof is not going to take Monday off. He will He's not. He won't take another day off. He, won't, he doesn't want to get Wally pipped. No. I mean, Ashlyn was here yesterday, lit it up with her big pink bow, which I love. Ooh. And then Moylan, you closed it out today. Good work. Yeah. Excellent. I appreciate you, Rosie. You're, you're doing a great job with this. It's awesome. We're trying. Listen, it's, it's a fun it's a fun 22 to 20, 25 minutes. Get you all set for your baseball day. That's yeah. what we're here for. We're here for the fans. That's what we're all here for, for John Boy Media. It's that simple. That's Listen, good. I got to go do some NFL work as well today. Yeah, but I'll be keeping my eye on both games. Don't worry. So I'll be ready to talk about them tomorrow. Pete Moylan, it's great seeing you. You too, bro. Go back to enjoying your weather and your trees in the ATL. <laughs> Nature. Don't forget to visit dugoutmugs.com. Use the code word today. You'll get 30% off. It's that simple. Have a great day, everybody. See Bye, y'all.